Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, Wayne Moose, speaking to you after the Raptors do the unexpected. Raptors sliding, Raptors having a poor game against Brooklyn. You can hear all about it. I cried over yesterday's podcast and uh, continued a little bit more on the Raptors show this afternoon with Blake Murphy and Alex Wong. And uh, Raptors come into the game here tonight. Their plane was uh, some issue with the plane, um, but essentially the Raptors could not get into town until around 4 a.m. And so you imagine players getting home at like 5 a.m. after losing that game to Brooklyn. And then tonight, they got to play the Phoenix Suns, who are winners of seven straight. Before the game, it was announced that Kevin Durant, even though he was questionable, taps into the game. And, um, you know, look, it's still not a fully healthy Suns team. They still got Bradley Beal out and a couple other pieces out and whatever. That's just the nature of the Suns. They're going to be a little banged up. But pretty, pretty formidable opponent. And for the Raptors to come in here, and I think outplay the Suns from start to finish. More energy, uh, really good composure, good game plan from Darko Ryakovic as well in terms of obviously how do you guard, uh, you know, the likes of Kevin Durant, the likes of Devin Booker. Well, they did a really good job. I mean, and of course you got to credit Scotty and OG. They're the ones doing the absolute heavy lifting on this one. But the game is about this. The game is about Kevin Durant going for 30 points on 11 of 30 from the field. 11 of 30 from the field for Kevin Durant. And on the other end, Devin Booker, 2 of 12 from the field for just 8 points. And at least in Booker's case, I'll say, like, look, Booker was injured. He left this game uh, early with, like, a foot issue. He left it in the second quarter half as well with the foot issue he was able to finish the game and close it out play 32 minutes so no excuses there but you know ultimately if you're telling me that you hold collectively kd and devin booker to 13 of 42 from the field you better damn win and this is so frustrating in in the sense because you look back to yesterday's game where they lose to brooklyn and they can't keep out the paint and it's like you you know had a you had much worse results guarding like Spencer Dinwiddie and Mikael Bridges than you did against KD and Devin Booker. The energy level of the Raptors cannot fluctuate that much. But ultimately, this is a really good performance. It's a really good win. The Raptors, you know, won it with defense. The only area which the Raptors, I think, defensively were not solid was uh, on the offensive glass. The Suns clearly had a strategy of crashing from the weak side, crashing through Yusuf Nurkic and his big body taking up a ton of space in the lane. Uh, He only got one offensive foul, but he definitely got at least like three or four, like just, you know, um, fouls in terms of just like the Raptors couldn't get the loose ball, loose ball fouls, boxing them out, all that kind of stuff. You know, it just wasn't really working. For Toronto and the Suns' wings did a really good job, especially the guys off the bench, but even guys like Josh Okoge crashing from the weak side and getting extra possessions for Phoenix. If the Raptors had lost, that's what we would all be steaming about is the fact that the Raptors just could not contain uh, the weak side crasher. But ultimately, a really good defensive performance holding Phoenix to 105 uh, on the game and snapping their seven-game win streak. So... Yeah, in terms of the specifics, I thought the big catalyst for me, second half, was the play of Scotty Barnes, uh, who, you know, finished the game with 23 points, seven rebounds, four assists, three blocks in 37 minutes. I thought he was awesome. Just so incredible in this one. I think the energy that he took it to a different level. 
The first half, he was actually not too involved. Had a pretty quiet game at that point. Kind of four points. Very similar, I think, to um, you know what he did in the first half against Brooklyn. Except I thought Brooklyn, he just never was able to find that energy. Today, Scotty in the second half, I thought, was excellent. There was plays where he was diving on the floor. There's plays where he's crashing in for the rebound. There's plays where he's taking it coast-to-coast and pushing it all the way for a layup. Uh, he, another instance where he pushed the coast to coast and got his own put back and finished on the layup, the way he looked to attack, the, the way he was able to, you know, get his shoulders down and, and bump through defenders and get to that mid paint area where he's able to hit little short floaters and jump hooks. He did great pull up three, uh, in the fourth quarter as well. And you know what? They needed it because the Raptors. Darko decided to extend Scotty's minutes. Scotty obviously was subbed out in the third quarter as he typically is, you know, roughly in that, you know, middle of the quarter t- area. But, you know, Darko decided to close the third quarter with Scotty as well. So it was Scotty and Pascal. And then to start the fourth quarter, it was Scotty once again. And it was Scotty with four bench guys. And that's been a huge discussion on the show on, on, on just in general this season because it hasn't really been working. The numbers of Scotty plus four bench guys doesn't really matter which four bench guys. It's just, they've just had issues with it overall. But today, Scotty was really able to lift that bench group, partially by just his sheer hustle and his his will on the game, um, but also because he had a guy stepping up with him. And Precious Achua has been another guy who's been under the under the gun, under the fire here. Precious, you know, really took it to the Suns as well. You got to give him credit: fourteen points, ten rebounds, including six offensive, an assist, two steals. Did he have some strange plays? Of course, he had a play in the first half where he fought Malachi Flynn out the way and lost the ball out of bounds to the Suns. It was like, okay, that was a tough one. Or there's another play where Precious was just trying to drive and ended up shoveling his feet before attacking and getting downhill, and he gets called for a travel. Like, there's going to be mistakes for sure, but I thought Precious came in and did a really good job, got stronger as the game went on, knocked down a three, and yeah, you know, he had a really, really solid night. Him and Scotty were really able to uh, propel the Raptors uh, in the start of the fourth quarter, give them a lead. And at that point, obviously, you bring your starters back in. You know, Darko did a, again, he, he took Scotty out for like two minutes. It was a little dicey. Um, he took Scotty out because he didn't want to play him like the whole quarter. So he took him out for about a minute and a half. And in the meantime, it was OG plus four bench guys. And that to me was terrifying. KD immediately pulled up for a mid range. KD immediately got open for a three. Uh, and it was eating five points into the Raptors, you know, advantage. The Raptors bench with Scotty and Precious, as I mentioned, leading them, had actually bumped the advantage to 11 points uh, around the eight-minute mark, and that's where, you know, OG came in for Scotty to give him that minute-and-a-half breather, and it was scary. It was scary. Trust me, I was I was worried, man. Katie eating five points out of that immediately, and you're like, look, I, I know Katie and Booker aren't playing well, but you do not want to get into a close game with them. That's not something that, you know, gives you confidence. And so Darko wisely comes to a census six minutes 33 seconds left puts the starters in and just tells the starters you got to carry us from here and you know what the Raptors got just enough they got just enough uh from you know Scotty obviously was great uh he had a play where he drove downhill up fake lifted the defender stepped through for the finish beautiful play you have Pascal uh, cutting in um after missing a corner three getting a put back and giving them uh, a bucket there and then, you know, you had Scotty with an incredible amount of energy where the Suns ran a pick and roll for Nurkic to get downhill. Nurkic caught the pass. And, and Nurk is weird in that sense because he's obviously a very skilled center and he could do a lot of good things. And today, I thought he played excellent today on both ends of the floor. But one weird thing about Nurk is that he just doesn't have that ability to, like, finish on the move. There's very little lift 
in his game, but also it feels like, you know, he's always just like a little bit short on these like moving pick and rolls. Like post-ups, I think he's actually even solid, but finishing on the basket is just a, a bit of an issue for Nurk. And he rolls downhill, tries to get the layup to fall. He falls over and the Raptors get the rebound and they go. And yeah, that's where Scotty was able to push it to another gear, take it all the way. Uh, beat everybody down the floor and even though he missed the first shot he got his own rebound and pushed it back in so that was great that put the Raptors in a point where there was a six point game the Suns called timeout at this point it's 336 uh, the Suns called timeout and of course everyone's got their starters in and just a couple of really really important buckets you know you had Scotty driving and kicking to OG in the corner OG wasn't even that open but OG was very confident with the three today knocked down a corner three that was huge that bumped uh, the lead back up to, I believe, five points after the Suns had gotten you know, a couple of buckets. Um, and then, you know, the Raptors kind of get a couple of stops. The Suns, admittedly, they miss some open jumpers uh, or at least some semi-contested jumpers that I think Katie and Booker are capable of. And ultimately, it's a three-point game with the Raptors having the ball in the final minute. And, you know, it's, it's not the possession that anybody necessarily drew up where it was Dennis having the ball in a pick-and-roll setting you know, getting into the lane, uh, the sun's covering up behind him, no open passes. Dennis drives back out to the perimeter. And it just so happened that just him keeping his dribble alive and dribbling through was allowed, was was just able to create the opportunity where um, the, you know, sons end up having Nurkic guarding uh, Dennis on the perimeter one-on-one. And it was late shot clock. There was no help given to Nurkic. And Dennis was able to string him out. He literally dribbled the whole possession, but he was able to string him out, turn the corner uh, and drive it to the basket and stretched in for a finish uh, around Nurkic to give the Raptors a five-point lead with about 24 seconds left. That gave him the lead of 110 to 105. And you know what? Uh, it's not again. It's not a play that I would drop every each time to to win the game. It's probably not a play I would drop most times to win the game. But when you have the mismatch like that and you do use the whole clock, you do got to make sure you get a good shot. And that's one thing with Dennis. He's able to use his quickness and his his athleticism and his ability to stretch. And he was able to give the Raptors that crucial bucket because that essentially was the game winner there. If the Suns get it back and they got like two timeouts and, you know, it's like they're in the bonus and the officiating of this one was quite annoying. I'll, I'll get into that in a bit. But um, and it's a three point game. Then you just never know. Right. But. That little bucket gave the Raptors that edge and uh, also the Raptors secure the win. But, you know, it's a team effort. And I think that, you know, a lot of guys can feel pretty good about this one. I thought Pascal really started the game really beautifully and gave them, you know, the early advantage, you know, was able to get downhill, was able to knock down a three, although he was still one of five from three. That contains to be a huge problem for the team. Um, But I thought he rebounded the ball well. I think he attacked really well, got into the lane just pushed the Raptors into an early start. The Raptors were up 27 to 20 after the fourth quarter. I think Pascal is a huge, um, you know, uh, proponent of that uh, contributor there. But, you know, again, down the stretch, I thought it was mostly Scotty who was able to close it out. Um, and then, yeah, OG was just solid throughout. And, and that's something I said on the show earlier today was just, I think OG's really, really effective at guarding Devin Booker. I've seen it for multiple seasons now. Um, where each time, first off, each time the Raptors play the Suns, it's a memorable game. It's never like just like a blowout or whatever. It's always a fun one. Uh, but it's also fun because I think OG really presents Booker with some real issues. Obviously, Booker is a fantastic player and he wasn't 100% today physically. So I'm going to give him a bit of a pass. But I don't know, man. OG has always given Booker a lot of fits. He's able to fight through these screens. He's able to use his length. 
And to me, the most impressive defensive play of the game was there was a sequence where uh, Booker was coming off a high screen and he went for the mid-range pull-up, a shot that he loves. And you know what? It was a good screen from Merkic, huge body to get around. OG had to get around him. There was a little bit of separation for uh, Devin to pull up for the jumper. And OG was able to just like pluck it at the top of his jumper. Like he was pulling up and OG recovered from behind and plucked it clean from behind. I, I suppose it's similar to that. Remember that block that um, Mono Ginobili had back in the day against my, against James Harden? This was obviously when Mono was with the Spurs and, and James was on the, the Rockets. It was like a game five or game six or something of, the, of, of a huge Western Conference battle. Um, it was similar to that. It was very, very clean and he picked it off and the Raptors were able to go the other way and get a couple of scores off of that um play but yeah that's that's i think emblematic of the the kind of defense that og played in and you know what without that you really get into a bunch of trouble right because like the suns are very very difficult and you know they've been on a roll they obviously have some incredible offensive talent and that's why you know you need to summon that energy and i think especially it's more important it's more impressive to me in the context of man the raptors like again they got in late last night like they got in at 4 a.m last night and i don't think players got home until like five considering where the airport is relative to like where most guys live so it's like you know to go from that to then coming back the next day and bouncing back from the frustrations of that of that um nets game to deliver this type of effort not just like performance just the effort alone was really really encouraging to me and then the suns had been off i think for the last two days i think they spent them both in new york until they they flew in i mean the suns and raptors were both in New York at the same time yesterday. It was really funny. They were both, I think, doing uh, drills and stuff like that, like at the at the facilities. Um, I think one after the other. But regardless, like, um, yeah, uh, just it's it, it's a reminder of like if the Raptors actually play and execute and, and play well as a team, and you get that engagement from guys like Scotty, you get that great defense from OG, you get you know what Pascal can give you offensively. Uh, and then a couple, obviously, some supporting pieces because you obviously just can't win with three guys alone. But a huge bounce back performance are just those three guys, period. Those three guys, I thought, all struggled against the Nets. So good performance and uh, good result. And um, I'm going to take a quick break just to cap- cap- just catch up on what's been said post-game and come back to recap uh, the rest of this one. I want to give some uh, props to the bench. I want to give some props to Darko Ryakovich for some of the adjustments that he made for this game specifically. Uh, but we're going to do that on the other side of this break. So thanks everyone for listening. You've been uh, listening to the Raptors Reaction Podcast on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Welcome back to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. Let me we'll continue to recap the Toronto Raptors. 112 to 105 win over the Phoenix Suns. That's right. All is right in the universe again when they win. No, but seriously, though, like it's just two entirely different games in, in, in the 24 hours that we have seen between uh, what they did against the Nets and how disappointing that was versus, you know, what they did here. And I, I admired their grit. I admired their ability to bounce back. And I admired some of the secondary, you know, characters here uh, stepping up and contributing. So, Definitely wanted to highlight uh, just a couple of things from uh, post-game after this nice win here. Darko Ryakovich was asked why Scotty able to finish so strong the fourth quarters. And by the way, Scotty had uh, 12 of his 23 points in the fourth quarter. And Darko's answer, 
he's a winner. So uh, I think we've seen that over and over again is that in the fourth quarters, especially when Scotty is really, really on and his energy is on, you know, 100, which we saw here today, he takes over and he takes over on both ends. And uh, it's it's truly a joy to watch. Um, another note, just wanted to pass along from Stat Muse. So this is Dennis Schroeder's 10th uh, or uh, fifth 10 assist game already uh, this season. Last season, he had only uh, four. So he's already surpassed last season's total uh, in terms of uh, assists games and um yeah he finished with 12 assists today no turnovers i don't i think he's up to like what 21 assists the last two games with no turnovers so that's been really impressive obviously really impressed obviously that he got the uh, game clinching bucket uh at the end there so before the break i wanted to talk about uh precious achua bouncing back which was huge and also darko ryakovich let's start with darko so darko decided in this game um you know what? Even though for most of the season, the Raptors have not done the over-aggressive defense, the sort of what you would say, the Nick Nurse style of defense of trapping the ball and trying to rotate and scramble behind, today was a good choice to do that. And I'm not saying that just because they won. I'm saying that because of the circumstance, the context here. The Suns, especially in their current context, aren't running a lot of beautiful action. I would say that the most creative things that they do probably is like when they get to Nurkic in the post and guys split and they cut. You know, they got some decent offense out of that. Norkic has six assists today. But for the most part, it's Devin Booker pick and rolls. It's Kevin Durant pick and rolls. Or it's isolations for those two. Or it's like maybe they come off screens. And, you know, you got to be up on them, obviously, because they're able to really pull from three. And so against an opponent like this, especially without the secondary scoring around them, um, you got to trap. You really have to give them that respect. And obviously the defensive assignments to start the game, uh, were Scotty on Kevin Durant and OG on Booker. And the starting lineup was a little difficult, required a lot out of Jakob to show help because most times they were trying to run pick and roll involving Yak. I thought Yak held up just perfectly fine. By the way, Yak, uh, 17 points on 8 of 9 shooting, once again, very reliable. Only thing I would say for Yak is he just didn't box out well enough against Nurkic uh, and didn't get enough defensive rebounds. Um, I mean, four rebounds for Yak, 14 for Nurkic. It's a uh, you know, big disparity, but Ultimately, I thought, you know, the pick and roll defense with Yak stepping up and stuff like that, it was good. Uh, in, in, but once the Suns went to their lineups where it was just KD on the floor or it was just uh, Booker on the floor, the Raptors did a really good job of covering for those, especially because I think Booker was the first guy to sort of carry some of those bench groups. And not only was OG on him, uh, but the Raptors threw double teams against them, especially when they ran the pick and roll, probably usually involving the center. So uh, off the second unit, it was Drew Eubanks typically come over the screen, and that meant Precious Achua, who's the Raptors' reserve center, would come over. I thought Precious did a really good job using his activity, showing on the perimeter, containing, um, you know, trapping, whatever they needed to do. They typically got, um, you know, two on the ball against the opposing Suns stars, and they did a great job of keeping them quiet. Uh, same kind of deal when KD came in the game, although it was a little bit tougher. With KD, I thought um, he did a better job of moving the ball out of those double teams um, and was able to sort of set up a couple of extra guys. I thought the Raptors' rotations in the in the second quarter were a little bit slow. That's why they gave up 33 points in the second. Um, they were solid the rest of the game, so I'm not going to like say that that was you know, bad defense all night. It was just kind of bad defense in the th- second quarter. But Raptors ultimately did a really great job of, you know, setting up that strategy again like 
it, it's again, it's the simplest thing in the world. Right? You, you trap the opposing stars, especially on a team like the Suns, who don't have great you know players around them to to really capitalize. Um, but we haven't seen it from Darko much this year. Typically speaking, you know, we have seen one-on-one defense and try to be conservative and keeping teams out the paint. Um, but uh, good adjustment there from Darko. Obviously, you got to give a lot of credit to guys who did the heavy lifting defensively there too. Um, you know, of course, when you're scrambling behind, that's where it's another big opportunity for uh, opposing teams to crash the offensive glass. So you definitely need to give the extra effort not to just rotate and scramble behind, but also then to pick up a man and box out. Um, so the Raptors could have done a better job there ultimately. But yeah, you know, Raptors were pretty good defensively. And look, the, this win doesn't happen without Precious playing the way Precious did. And you got to give Precious some credit. Like, you know, he can be really, really low in certain games. There's no doubt about it. But he also has this. I mean, the productivity was through the roof today. 14 points, 10 rebounds in 18 minutes. And it was a plus six. And I thought he did a lot of good things, both defensively in terms of his scrambling, in terms of his physicality and rebounding. Uh, and also, he did a decent job finishing today on the roll. Um, you know, there's a couple of things that, you know, he wasn't there for. But ultimately, when you look at the, the the stat line today, it's night and day as compared to, you know, yesterday. And maybe that alone was the difference in the game, was just pressures going from, you know, what he did in the Nets game versus what he did in this game. You know, I, I wish there were some more consistency um, because this is one of the reasons you believe him in as a prospect. You know, there is the physicality element. There is the ability to you know, uh, you know, guard as a small ball five. Uh, there's a switchability element that I think is valuable on that front. Um, I think that obviously the outside shot is, is nice when you have it, but, you know, sometimes he will step into those threes and he did hit a three in the fourth quarter today to put the Raptors up 11. Like, that's a big momentum shifter. That forced the Suns to call timeout, you know, and uh, you just want to see this on a more consistent basis. But ultimately, you got, like, eh, you got kind of enough. Again, Gary continues to be, like, you know, just decent. That's a score off the bench. 13 points on 5 of 13 shooting. Missed some open looks from three, but I thought he paired well with the starters as he typically does. Uh, got on the glass a little bit. Um, you know, it, it's... I wish this, the ceiling was a little bit higher, but when he's forced to generate a lot of his own offense, the efficiency comes down. And then also, there isn't necessarily the playmaking or def- defending on a consistent basis that changes games. Having said that, though, I will just take the scoring. Like, if, if that's all that he has to give, then the scoring is valuable because the bench sometimes can really, really get bogged down. And at least you have uh, something from Gary Malachi. I'm liking the shots that he's taking. He took some wide open threes and all of them could have been momentum shifters, uh, but he ultimately just couldn't get them to drop. But, you know, rebounded the ball. Well, you know, uh, kept the ball moving, didn't really turn the ball over. So didn't have any exception with anything Malachi did. Obviously you wish you did something better than Oh, three from the field, but still um, I thought he played his role strange thing, Boucher only played three minutes versus nine minutes for McDaniels. Um, you know, McDaniels, I just don't think that he's shown that much to what uh, the Raptors ultimately need. I mean, he again, he kind of just seems lost in the shuffle a lot of the time. And versus a guy like Chris, who, I mean, Chris has been a productive Raptor. Like, he really has. Obviously, he's always come off the bench. Obviously, there's a, there's a bit of a mistake element there, too. But, like... When you give him some run and you give him some play, like, he's good. Like, he actually is going to produce for you. His energy is going to be high. He's going to attack the glass. He's going to give you some threes. He's shooting 43% from three on the season. Like, that's pretty good. I don't know why he only played three minutes, especially after yesterday where pressure, or Chris really came in and bailed out the Raptors uh, on a night where Precious was really slow. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, a little strange, but that's kind of been the, the pattern with Chris, you know, all season is that 
he is kind of like the backup or breaking case of emergency kind of option versus like the first option that they think to go to off the bench. And that'd be fine if Precious and, and Jalen were consistently giving you great performances. Like today, Precious play over Chris. I have no problems. Precious played great. But McDaniels, I mean, I just, I didn't see anything in those nine minutes other than the two turnovers and the two fouls. Like, it's just, you know, he's just kind of a guy out there. So, whatever. Ultimately, they get the win. Good performance. And, uh, yeah, to wrap the show, your three stars from tonight's game. Your first star is going to Scotty Barnes. Again, I loved what I saw. Fourth quarter, took over. Great on both ends. 23 points, seven rebounds, four assists, three blocks. I mean, the chase down blocks that he had at certain times, man, they were, I mean, they're loud, loud blocks where he's able to come in, and he's chasing down, even though he's guarding Kevin Durant on the ball. So he's using all his energy to guard Kevin Durant on the ball, and then he still has energy to rotate over and help. There's just a, such a clear difference when Scotty has that kind of energy versus other games like the Nets games where he's disconnected. And today, especially that fourth quarter, felt a lot like the way he started this season. So, you know, whatever it takes to get back to this spot, I love it. Because, yeah, you could say that Scotty and bench didn't work. I don't know. When Scotty plays like that, Scotty plus bench can actually work. Now, he's still making a fight an uphill battle, but regardless, he has that type of ability to lift everybody. So he's your first star. Your second star, you know what? I'm going to give it to OG. 13 points, three rebounds, and assists, three steals, a block. Did a similarly difficult job against Devin Booker. Devin Booker is obviously a monster. Um, you know, unfortunately, he was you know injured today, and, and he kind of was in and out of the game, whatever, but um, he was still in for 33 minutes, and OG was all over him the whole time. And thought he did a really great job uh, covering up for uh, the whole team as well. So, yeah, um, three steals for OG, a block. You know, got some key offense, including that late three in the fourth quarter to give the Raptors a five-point edge. Like, uh, yeah, you just trust OG in these kind of battles. And then your third star... Going a number of places with this. I thought Yak did a decent job, especially on offense. Just the pick and roll with Jakob is in a really good groove. Uh, 17 points at 8 and 9 shooting. He was great. Dennis was really great, too. He had the late bucket there with uh, the layup, the drop. Six rebounds, 12 assists as well without a turnover. Pascal started this game beautifully. Um, 22 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal. Faded in the second half, but, you know, uh, first half he was really, really caring and, and did a great job of setting the tone early. Um, and giving the Raptors the early lead to play with and kind of maintain throughout. But, I mean, come on. After all the flack I've given Precious, you got to give him this credit. 14 points, 10 rebounds, and assists, two steals off the bench. 18 minutes, he played great. So more of that, Precious, please, because there's, uh, you know, we still believe in you as a prospect. There is no doubt the talent is there. The physicality is there. Um, it's just about making the right decisions on a more consistent basis and how that can carry through. And today, I thought he did a great job. So this is an encouraging sign. Your Gerald Henderson Award winner, um, probably give it to Nurkic. Yeah, Nurkic, 19 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 blocks. Bunch of contests at the rim, too. Forced a whole bunch of misses. I felt like the whistle tonight was really inconsistent, as in um, the Raptors got the short end of the stick there. Uh, at one point, it was a 21-13 to 13 edge in foul calls in favor of the Suns, as in the Raptors got 21 fouls called on them. And, like, I just I just did not feel like the calls were even going both ways. There's a lot of contact on both ends of the floor, but, like, the Suns can crash the glass and jump over anybody and get the offensive rebound or get the, off- the, 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 the rebounding call against the Raptors. Meanwhile, you know, Pascal had a play late in the game where he crashed in for a glass over the – and, yeah, not only did Pascal end up falling on the ground and the call not being for Pascal, but it went against Pascal and it was in the bonus and the Suns went to the foul line to shoot two free throws, to cut it from five to three points with a minute 30 left. Like, I, 
I just couldn't believe the officiating on this one. It was really, really tough. And Darko didn't help the case either because he wasted his challenge on, on on a precious contest against Devin Booker to end the first half. That really was not uh, a Paul that was going to be overturned considering Precious had his hands over top of Devin on the shot. Uh, but it seemed like a lot of his players wanted to challenge and so Darko kind of was just like, all right, I guess I'll do it. But yeah, still, you could have used it because there were some, a lot of questionable calls late in the game. But great win. Great result for the Raptors. And uh, yeah, so thanks for listening. Uh, please continue to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, I've also seen a lot of the Spotify wrapped um, lists where fans have sent in um, you know, the Raptors show as part of their top five to, you know, on the season. You know, I, I love that feature from Spotify. And it's been really heartwarming. It's been really great. Keep sending those in. Um, and yeah, I appreciate everybody. So thanks for listening. The Raptors have a day off and then we're right back at it on Friday when they take on the Knicks. So uh, we'll catch you at that time.